I heard there was an extra scene at the end of Pirates of the Caribbean. But you don't really have opinions, do ya? The credits roll 15 minutes. You roll your eyes and hold in your pee. But then a zombie monkey's jumping at ya. Opinions are cheap. Opinions are cheap. Opinions are cheap. Opinions are cheap with Cameron Chad. Yeah, yeah, How you doing? Us. That was nice. I, you know, I've thought about uh, that song is beautiful, right? Like, yeah, not what you just did, but the the actual song. And I've 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 thought about. I think I've said this before, but just like making that about um giving someone a blowjob in prison. Like I've, I've like I've written so many lyrics oh, to that. that song. Yeah. Um. And I, I'm too much of a coward to do any of them on the show, with this current amount of liquor. Anyways, uh, maybe someday. I don't know why now, that song I, is so funny. It's well, it's what's funny is that it just it sounds so pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, half the lyrics are about like banging your next door neighbor. Wait, really? And then the other half of the lyrics are like, like about God. In like in a religious sense, not just like a metaphorical sense. And what's funny to me is how, like, I, I okay, personally, I'm not really offended by the song, but I know a lot of people that are offended by the song because they're super Christian about it, right? But sure. what confuses me is that for some reason it ends up on a lot of Christmas playlists and like the Christmas radio at work that the guys are playing. It like this song comes up all the time. And it's confusing. Like, why is this in a Christmas playlist? Is it just because the word hallelujah? And like, well, that's Jesus-y enough. They just throw it in there or what? It is kind of about fucking, isn't it? It It's mostly about fucking. That's what the song's about. What a, and, what, what a plot twist. I've never looked at so, the lyrics to the song before. At least not like actually, <laughs> you know, like well, process. You're them. not alone. <laughs> a lot of people include it in their Christmas, you know, playlists. And I've always thought that a little odd, but it just sounds so pretty and it has the word hallelujah in it. So it's good enough. But the reason I wrote those lyrics was I did a poll on Twitter asking mm. if, uh, if people like movie stingers. And I was expecting a lot more negativity, but it was like 40% positive. Oh, I guess I don't mind them. I'm just, I, I think I've gotten to a point where I'm completely tired of it because they aren't fun or charming anymore. It's like, uh, it's it's marketing, but also if there isn't one, then you feel like you wasted your time. And I've gotten in this habit where if I go to see a movie in the theater, I Google first if there's a stinger or not, so I can like plan my day around it because it's like a chunk of time. There's like so many VFX artists. Yeah, the credits go for twenty damn minutes, and it's like I don't want to sit there. I guess my my addendum to that is. One, is there a stinger? Two, is it actually worth sitting through? Um, I remember when I was going more... I haven't been to a movie theater in years, so I'm the last one to talk about this. But, like, when it came to watching movies, if Jean-Luc had seen the movie, I'd be like, Jean-Luc, should I sit through the stinger? And then if he said yes, then we would do it. And if he said no, it was stupid. Then I'd be like, hey, guys, it's time to leave. It's not worth the ten fucking minutes it's going to take to get there. I think the one that bums me out the most was uh, Venom 2. 
because it promised that Venom would be in the next Spider-Man movie. And he wasn't. And he wasn't. But then, in Doctor Strange 2, the stinger was just cute, and it made you smile. And it wasn't like marketing push for the next movie. It was just a cute stinger for people that actually appreciated the movie. And it's like, well, that's what it's supposed to be. And I realized, like, boy, I can't remember the last stinger I liked before this. Like, it's been so long. Trying to think of the last time I saw a stinger because I'm I'm on the red box train, right? And typically, I don't really bother to fast forward through the credits to see if there is one. Like, I don't I don't know if I care that much. I don't hate stingers, but I'm also like I'm so ambivalent, and I feel like such a fucking pussy centrist for saying that. But they're fine. I just might not watch them. And so, uh, sometimes we do these like movie nights. And we do it on that a website where you can queue up YouTube videos to play automatically. Sure. So for movie night, I'll organize it and I'll have like, I'll time it out where it's like 30 minutes beforehand. I put in 30 minutes worth of fluff to lead up to the movie. And so there's like that, uh, you know, let's all go to the lobby song or something like that. And, and movie trailers and things so people can trickle in the movie plays. And at the end, I have a YouTube video that's just the Iron Man stinger where it's like, it's all dark and shadows. And then Nick Fury comes out and says, I'm putting together a team. And I, this happened, I think more than once, like we're watching something like killer clowns from outer space. And everybody's like, Oh, that was a lot of fun. Like, well, wait, you got to wait for the stinger. And so they sit through the credits and then the stinger starts playing. And everybody thought it was a stinger to killer clowns from outer space. That's a, and I, you're, I, you're such a clever little troll. I, <laughs> It just it's become a movie night tradition where now everyone knows the joke, but it's not really movie night until we see that someone's putting together a team. Mm-hmm. Do you do this in VR chat? <coughs> no. Is this like oh is this like a Discord thing or Um Yes. Okay. You're not invited. That's okay. No, I, I invite you several times and you, you can't make it because you have like what's the word? Priorities? You have a life. Sometimes you're I don't know. I don't know where that happened or when that happened. I don't know. Life it's like Halloween you was the last one. I feel bad. I feel like I should try to make these, but I think they're usually on Friday, and I'm like hanging out with other people in a different Discord on Friday, and that's the one where we listen to music. Well, I think the next movie night's going to be Freaked. Have you ever seen that? I have not. Well, I'll invite you when we have a date set. Okay. That almost reminded me of a thing I was going to talk about, and then it, and then it left, and I don't remember what it was anymore. Well, there we I'm go. I'm drinking six percent beer, Cameron. I'm sorry. What it's am I festive. Drinking? I can't find a number on mine. Isn't that always just like really sad? You're like, I wonder what what this is, and it's just not on the can. You got to Google it, like some kind of peasant. Oh man, this is only four. Ah. Uh, Oh, the stripping paint story continues. Oh, that's a 12. Um, I got some stuff from work called Zep, like, I think it's purple degreaser. We bought this specifically for our laser honeycomb beds. It's supposed to, like, take the nasty burn shit off there. And then we were finding out it kind of reacts weird to aluminum and melts it a little bit. But apparently it's fine on plastic. And so... I, they gave me a jug of this to try. Like, yeah, hey, bring back what you don't use. 
And so I have a, I have a mini soaking in that. Not the Gundam model. I'm just going to be smart about this and test it on something I didn't care about first. Um, so far, so good. I popped it out and brushed a little bit, and that paint just fell the fuck off. I'm concerned Ooh. it's degrading the plastic a bit, so I put it back in, and I'm going to check tomorrow morning and see if it's mush. If it's not oh, mush, no. <laughs> then we're good to go on the Gundam, and I can just take everything off and start over. And if it is mush, I got to make a decision. I'm like, do I use a little bit, or do I not use it at all? It smells like Windex, um, but it doesn't seem that bad, so I just have it in the basement. I might toss it outside before bed, though, because it's technically one yeah. of those used in a well-ventilated area. It's like, yeah, but this doesn't have like a really pungent odor like ethanol. Well, I do hope it works out, but I, it's fun to experiment with new things, too. <laughs> I feel like a chemist. I just hope I don't accidentally burn my house down. I don't think this stuff's flammable. It's used for uh, oil stains from engines, heavy machinery tools, and unfinished concrete. But does it erase all of my regrets? I mean, that's the thing, right? Will it will it make me feel better as an artist? I I love like the uh, like it's not like oh, I need this for a project. It's more like I feel emotionally invalid. Give me a chemical. Yeah, I mean that's basically what drugs are. A Chad? Yeah. You having a good week? Yeah, it's been it's been all right. Um That's good. <laughs> weather's been interesting. It, it snowed and then it got warm and then it rained and I was like, "Oh no, well, the roads are going to be bad, but then it didn't get cold again, so it just it's just rain, which is fun in December." Um Oh, oh I want to send you a picture. Um living here in San Diego, I saw ice for like the first time. Oh yeah. You you don't normally yeah. get the ice, do you? No, it was very new and exciting. There, I sent it to you on Discord. Oh, you got like a little frost on the ground. Yeah, that's the highlight of my week. Frost on the ground is fun. It's kind of fun to step through. It makes a crunch. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else happened this week to talk about, and the answer is probably not. At least nothing nothing to bother with. I keep eating cupcakes. Heather keeps making cupcakes. I've had so many fucking cupcakes this month, Cameron. Yeah, cupcakes I've had, are I've nice. had 12. They're all really good. She's going to do four more, I think, this weekend. And so I have another, I'll have 16 cupcakes in me before the month is out. I want, um, I want red velvet cupcakes. She made one of those. And then she had green frosting on top for the, you know, red and green uh, Christmas thing. And it was, it was quite good. That sounds nice. Yeah. What the fuck else is going on? I feel like I should have answers to these questions, and I just I'm I'm tired, and I've been I started rereading some Drizzt books again. I'm on the last four of my series. I I want to do a write up when I'm done with them because I have so many thoughts, but I haven't taken any notes, so I'm gonna forget most of the thoughts by the time it's time to do that. I found some typos and other grammatical errors in this one, and it's like really. It's already a mediocre book, and you forgot to put fucking quotes around some of the text. Like, come on, man. Oh, you know what, though? That reminds me. Uh, you asked me if I started Who Censored Roger Rabbit yet? Oh, yeah. So, I still, like, I haven't found a good, like, I just want a paperback copy, you know? Like, I think it's a, that would be a cute paperback book to have on your shelf, you know? Sure. And, and like, everything I'm finding is, like, 
you know, crummy used ones for $15 and stuff. And it's like, eh. So I kind of like, I put that idea on hold. Um, I checked Audible and they sell the audiobook version for like $10. Oh, nice. So I thought, well, why don't I just get that <laughs> and finally get the story under my belt? So I'm going to start that soon. But it was just, it was funny because you asked me like the other day and I just happened to look like, oh yeah, that reminds me. I never checked Audible. Oh yeah. That was, if anything were going to sponsor us, I would want it to be Audible. I actually really like that service. I haven't used it in a while, but when I did use it, it was, it was great. Yeah. I'm rather fond of Audible too. Um, I don't. I certainly don't read nearly as much as you do. There's, um, what's the word? I guess I'm stuck in like a genre of like garbage fantasy. And it's like, well, you know, I should try and expand a bit. And, you know, reading these autobiographies have been really interesting. And it's like, you know, I should probably, you know, put a couple of these credits into something I wouldn't normally pick up and just try it out. Yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of garbage fantasy on my bookshelves and it's, been an interesting thing to try and move away from that periodically and then i'll come back to it because they're like books i really enjoyed when i was a kid so there's something nostalgic about garbage fantasy but it it does it gets a lot harder to enjoy the older i get like this drizzy book opens there's like this elf lady and she's written like the most edgelord i've never talked to a woman character ever as far as like how she's introduced and how much page space we're going to spend on how pretty she is and her clothing and how shortcut her dress is and um, her boot, you know, it just, it's so, it's so tiresome. And it's like, Salvador, you've written women okay in this series. What the fuck are you doing here? And then it's like, here's her backstory. Did you know she was raped by a tiefling? And it's like, no, but that doesn't make her interesting. That just, why did you do that? Why, why, why did you, why, why is that in chapter two? Fuck's sake. Man, that reminds me of something earlier this week. It was like a it was an example of just like terrible writing. I wanna say it was in a game. Like someone sent me a screenshot or something, and it was just sort of like it it, it sparked a debate of is this supposed to be bad or not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, in fact there was actually I can't remember who it was, but there was a um a manga writer who um, apparently like someone wrote in and asked, why do you write women so poorly? Or like, why is your dialogue so like, um, so hard to believe? Like you have, you write these neat stories, but then the interpersonal stuff is, is lame. And his response was, um, well, I've, I've never dated a woman because I don't know how to talk to them and they don't like me. So I'm trying my best, but I'm sorry. I appreciate the honesty. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of refreshing instead of like, well, no, it's a strong female that uh, women can look up to. Like, Shut up. I remember in this book, um, so she 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 gets raped by a tiefling. She has the tiefling's baby, and then as a fuck you to him, she throws the baby off a cliff in front of him. All right. And that's how that's what killed her old self, and now she's the cool, calm, ridiculously strong elf killer that she is today. And it's like, oh my god, I, I, I like full body kind of hate this um, as I'm going through it again. But I remember it's a twist. That child character shows up later uh, as a spellcaster. I'm like, I fucking because I remember hating the shit out of that when that showed up. Being like, really, like that was a while ago. I was like, I, I, I had the wherewithal to be like, well, this is stupid. 
So I'm really excited to get to that twist and see how how it's handled. Um, you know, 15 years later. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the book report. Sometimes uh, reliving your childhood is great, and other times it's not. And uh, it it it's a good thing to be like, oh, I've progressed as a human being. We've gotten better. We've done it. We've matured. We're still not a we're still not an adult. I I vehemently don't think I'm an adult most days because I'm stupid and I'm accidentally making it through life. But I'm definitely not a kid anymore. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm a teenager, Cameron. I laugh at boobies. Boobies are pretty funny. Do we ever figure life out? Yeah. When? Oh, I don't know. I don't want to ask my grandparents that question because um, philosophically and like politically and economically and all the other words that end with L-Y, they're just like very different for me. So I don't want their answer. But I don't know any other old people I could be like, so did you ever figure out life? And if so, when? But I have a feeling like most 90-year-olds are going to be like, eh. Well, it's just, you're going to ask somebody and they're going to be in a rocking chair on the front porch. And they say, well, you know, sometimes you got unsweetened lemonade. And you're like, okay. And then when you're 80 and you have your unsweetened lemonade and you're just really enjoying it, you're going to go, you know, I know what they meant. I get it. Yeah. It doesn't help you now, but you get it. <clears throat> it's all about the vibes. Someday you vi- you will vibe with unsweetened lemonade. So, you had an idea, right? Yeah. Um, we've talked about how we would write Batman, and I think one or two other DC characters. And I've been wondering. Do we? I don't think we've ever talked about how we would write Superman. And I asked Alex, who is like the uh, historian of our podcast at this point, and he said, no, I don't think you've done that. And I think it would be fun, because we were talking about Superman the other day, and just like the different iterations of him, and what's kind of tiresome, and what is kind of refreshing. And so I'm curious, what do you like about Superman? Like, what's your favorite way he's written? And then like, if, if you were going to pitch some Superman stories, you know, wh- where would you go? Ooh, excuse me. I think we were talking about this a little earlier in the week. And you put it really well where it's like he's best when he's kind of like alien or when he's like a, a just a super boy scout, like wholesome as can yeah. be, you know, and I agree. Like, I, I think we're both kind of on the same page when it comes to Superman. I, uh, I have you ever watched Lois and Clark? <clears throat> I have not. It's actually pretty good. Um, It's like. It's it's kind of like a, a rom-com, but it's also just a Superman show. See, that's what I want out of Superman, though. Like, my favorite epi- uh, issue of Tom King's Batman is, like, the weird one-off where to- uh, Batman and Superman went on a double date together to, like, a carnival. And it was so cute, and it was dumb, and nothing important happened. But it was like, hey, let's go to a carnival we're going to dress in our costumes, but like the shitty versions. And so people will just think we're dressed up. I think they did that in that episode. It's been a long time, but it was really fun. And like their wives got to hang out or well, uh, Catwoman and, and Lois did. And you get to see like how different they are, but kind of how similar they are too. And it was really a really smartly written like issue or two. And it made me really appreciate certain things about Superman. And, and a lot of it is just like, he's such a foil to Batman. 
where Batman is an edgy douche, which is fine. That works for him. And Superman is is not. He's so hopeful and earnest. And I like I like that he is positive. I think I think they the current DC world needs that. The dark, grim, dark, everything kind of sucks. DC universe needs someone like Superman to hold it together. And the fact that he's really powerful, I think, even helps. Where it's like, man, but the strongest dude on here is hopeful. And it's like, sure, he's the strongest dude. He can be a little more hopeful. But you, you see what happens when really strong people turn not hopeful. And you have like Aquaman being all pissed off about environmentalism. And Batman being all pissed off about literally everything. Wonder Woman gets all pissed off about whatever the fuck she gets pissed off about. Probably like Loki or something. And then you got Superman who's just like, guys, it'll be alright. We got this. And... and I like that he gets to be like that kind of um, cornerstone for the team. Yeah, I think what we were talking about was this rut of like everything has to be a deconstruction of the Superman cliches and tropes. And it's like, I I think um, having a deconstruction of a topic is very uh, healthy and it's a good source of entertainment and it's a good exercise. But it's like you, you have to do that when there's a trope. And now we've gotten to a point where there's there's no real Superman left. Everything is this weird kind of anti-Superman on purpose. Sure. Like in in terms of like contemporary media, I guess. But <clears throat> um, here I found a clip of the Lois and Clark. And it's like uh, it's a montage where they're trying to make his suit. And it's just cute. And there's just like a, a wholesome charminess to it. Like, like uh, he moves to Metropolis, right? And he rents an apartment and it's just, it's the cheapest apartment he could find. It's so like run down and it needs all these repairs and things. And the, the landlord is like, oh yeah, you can have it if you want it. And so Superman shakes his hands and says, okay, thanks. And closes the door. And then there's like, you hear this whooshing sound and the guy opens the door and like, it's already cleaned up and he's confused. Like what happened? And it's just like, it's cute how like cartoony it is. Oh man, that the 38 second he was dressing up like Green Lantern and I feel like the hat he was putting on was like the Flash ears. Like that was such yeah, a the, good little nod. They're, yeah, they're just they're having fun with it. And it's very cute and then he gets like his real Superman suit and it's like, "Hey, there's Superman." <laughs> oh, he's getting there. He's he's a little a little more Wonder Woman, but it's on the right path. This it's kind of funny seeing this guy as Superman cuz like to me, like Henry Cavill is Superman, or um, the cartoon, the DC one from ages ago, like that's what I think of Superman, right? And so, like to see this dude, uh, he's like he doesn't have the facial shape or jaw to be Superman to me. So to answer your question, I like uh, campy, um, what is this like Silva era? What I don't know the comic book eras. I think this is Silver Era. Um, you know that that stuff. I want that stuff to kind of come back. Uh, I feel like that. I wonder if that's just something that happens. Like, I want to say as you get older, but I remember like five to ten years ago, right? When, um, I, I think I would have preferred like, oh, what what if these characters were kind of dark and edgy? That might be fun. Then we got a lot of that, and I got tired of it, and now I'm just like. You know, the Adam West Batman is great, and, like, Superman being a Boy Scout is kind of great, and, like, I, I am kind of, I want to go back to some of that just, it's fun, and I think you can do that I, as long as the stories are about something, and, like, 
you know, the, 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 they have to be well written. Like, there has to be a reason to be here, but the tone can I, still be I stand be by this. what I said earlier. I, I don't think we've aged out of the edgy stuff. It's just an oversaturation. Mm. Like, I think Watchmen, uh, hey, Watchmen, that's really good. But guess what? It was done already. 20 years later, how many different Watchmen's or what? No. When did Watchmen come out? Um, I think that was the 80s, wasn't it? I feel like it hasn't stopped. So it's been like 40 years <laughs> of nonstop. Like, oh, what if Superman wasn't a good guy? What, what if the strongest man on Earth, you couldn't trust him? It's like, yeah, I know. I've seen the story. You know, I get it. We'll get, you got to watch, you got to watch, um, super on Amazon and you got to watch edge on Amazon. And you got to watch guy on Amazon. It's really cool. I'm just, we've done it. Yeah. I feel like there was one a couple of years ago, probably four, um, where it was like, Hey, what if Superman was, uh, he went, he, he, he went into the military and he basically became like a, a very, um, military industrial complex, like. You know that that kind of uh, warhawk kind of character, and and serve the United States that way. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, there's probably something fun there. I remember reading the first issue and not like enjoying it that much. And just it's not that like part of it was. It's like the idea is there, but the writing wasn't. But also, it, it's. I mean, we've already getting edgy Batman. We're getting edgy all the other characters. I don't. I just. It is oversaturated. I don't need Superman to be a fucking fascist, right? Like. It just there's a time and place and at that point that was not the time or the place for me to be engaged with that story well it's like uh what um black adam where he's kind of like um a different kind of you know he is an anti-hero where it's like he goes over the line he does bad things but he's kind of also protecting his people in a way sure and in a way you can't fault him for what he wants and he has the means to do it so he's just like he gets violent about it or whatever. And it's like, I think there's an interesting story to tell there. You don't need to have this concept and then just say, so what if it was Superman and he killed people? It's like, I don't know if I get anything out of that. It's funny because I remember why, um, I've talked about this before. It was all-star Batman and Robin. I cannot remember who wrote that, but it is like, Hey, what if Batman was fucking unhinged? And there's something about that. That's really, really entertaining. But I think, it, it's just it, part of it is like when it hit and then the way it's written and, and it's this kind of like lightning in a bottle. and a lot of people fucking hated that comic by the way but like i thought it was great it was fun but there is a lightning in a bottle like aspect to it where it's like is is this making fun of batman because i think it might be but even if it's not it's so stupid and weird that it's at least refreshing and so maybe you can do that with superman but the problem is superman is so strong that even going that unhinged with them i think you're just gonna get like some you have to make almost like a horror comic and i'm sure that's been done because fucking everything's been done and i don't know like i i just i don't know what i want out of superman some day, most days like I, I i don't really like read a lot of him but when he's written well it's it's so great like there's something so, about him that just works so well yeah um, one of my favorite Powerpuff Girl episodes was when they took a day off. I think I remember that one. And it was like the the whole town just got reliant on them always solving problems. Like it, it was getting to the point where it's just like, you know, I need help opening a pickle jar or like 
I need someone to walk my dog. And so they just, they drew the line and said, Hey, we're not helping you today. And they like, they had to like coach the citizens, like how to live their lives without them for a day. And it was this cute concept for a, for a, you know, one episode, but I would love it. Like Superman can't be everywhere at once, you know? So it's like if he solves a tornado problem in one place, but there's like a different, there's a volcano on some island somewhere else. Um, I just think about today's like social media thing where it's like whatever's trending on Twitter, people think is actually important. Right. So it's like, you know, Superman could stop an armed robbery, but then if someone got shot in the same city, it's like, why doesn't Superman stop bullets anymore? He used to do that. I mean, that was my thing. And it was making me laugh, but it, I would like a, like an ironic way, but it's like, you know, what if Superman got canceled on Twitter and like, that's, he did, he does a thing and then people are mad at him. And, you know, totally misconstruing the thing and like Tucker Carlson's on his stuff. It's like, did you know Superman hates freedom or whatever he would say? And Superman's just like, what well, the fuck? I, I I stopped a bank robbery. Why is everyone so mad? <laughs> you know what I really like was the Incredibles, too. I, I love how like the guy was like he was suicidal and he was trying to kill himself. And so like he caught him, but then he suffered like a back injury because he was falling so fast. And so he sued. And it's like, it, it turns into this weird thing where it's like, for some reason, we can't just step back and have common sense. And it like turns into a big controversy. Yeah. And a thing we have to talk about. Now laws are going changing and it ruin everyone's lives. And it was just, it's such a cute story to like tap into that a bit. Also, and I don't think this fits his character at all, but like Superman is ultimately a product of like the 50s and the 60s. And so taking that mentality when he was written and then applying it to the sociopolitical landscape of 2022 you know how like, like the idea of like boomer superman and him just being like old and drinking a beer in his rocking chair and just being like i don't get the kids these days they keep saying the word fleek and and you know what could you do with that but it, ultimately i i don't know how i would write it to actually be good other than like a gag a day comic strip that's either making fun of old people or making fun of young people and i think both of that's really played out do you do you remember there was a robot chicken about um i can't remember the premise of the joke but there was like a throwaway gag where like it, it's lois and she's on the phone and she's upset about something right and some like petty stupid thing oh you know what? it was time travel she was like she was upset that she missed a show because she wanted to TiVo it last night, but she forgot to set it. So she's upset at the TV guide, right? Okay. Superman comes home, and he, he opens the door and walks in and says, uh, Well, Lois, uh, they fired me. Um, you know, I, I guess uh, newspapers are changing, you know. And Lois is, like, yelling, like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. I'm so mad. And he's like, yeah, well, sorry, you know, I, I don't know Photoshop. I, I don't understand lo- layers, okay? And it was... It was really funny how, like, realistically, if Superman wanted to hold a job, I, I'm i trying to picture how I would hold my job if I had to fly out the window every 10 minutes to save a cat or something. Right. Like, oh, there's a uh, building's on fire. Um, I have to now I have to hold this phone call about, you know, sandpaper sales. I'm I'm like so 
frustrated with the state of modern journalism that a Superman comic where he's a reporter now, and he doesn't do superpowers like basically at all. But it's like, Superman, you got to write a better headline for this because this isn't going to play well on Twitter. And he's like, the fuck is Twitter? You know, like, because he's now, the old-timey, like, newspaper Journalists boy. don't write the titles. I, I know, but, like, as an example. I just wanted to be fair to the hardworking journalists out there that are actively, um, I don't know, losers I don't care for. All six of you that aren't using fucking Twitter to generate headlines and articles, like, hey, everyone's mad about this. And it's like, no, a guy with 30 followers is mad about this, and you wrote an article about it, and they published it in, like, the opinion piece of New York Times or whatever. You fucking slime pieces of shit. Oh, I don't like the state of modern journalism. It bothers me. As someone who went to college for English and writing and took journalism classes. Oh, my God. Have, have you seen those articles that are just written by AI? No, but, I mean, maybe I have, and I just didn't know it. You you would probably note it. They have bots that algorithmically put together details that are known. So it's kind of like they might have someone proofread it real quick to make sure it's not saying crazy things, but it's like... You know, like a press release will happen where, you know, a company says this person or CEO left the company and a bot will collect that information and immediately put it up on the website as soon as possible. So news oh. headline, RBCEO leaves company. And if you click on it, it's like the RBCEO is named this guy. He, he left today. Their statement was this blank quote. Um, he worked there for 18 years. And if you keep scrolling, it will, like, accidentally start talking about a different news story. And you're not sure if, like, this is a news story or not. Because oh, it'll wow. just be talking about, like, a dog show. Or, you know, the stocks at, are going, you know, stocks for Arby's are going down. Stocks for this are going up. And it's like, well, wait, did he go to Starbucks? Or, or no, he didn't go to Starbucks. It just got confused and started talking about Starbucks information. Okay. Rewriting press releases sucks. I've had to do that before. It is. It is, like... The mo one of the most miserable things you can do is someone in like any kind of journalism. You're like, how do I take this information that everybody has and make it interesting? And the answer is you fucking can't. But you can't plagiarize it either. Do you think Superman is like immune to fentanyl? Yeah. But that that's all I got. You should leave that pause in, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> i think no i'm just i'm reflecting on you know I, I think you asked me a question of like what would i write for a superman story yeah and i think this might sound controversial i think they shouldn't make superman movies i think he works better in like short story serialized book format <laughs> honestly i mean it kind of <clears throat> seems to be the case I would almost want, like, an anthology. Like, what if the Superman movie was, like, a collection of, you know, four Superman shorts? Or, like, you know, you know, kids at the playground say, you know, yo, yo, did you see what happened? What Superman did? He fought a giant gorilla and then just have a Gorilla Garage, like, you know, episode. And say, so, oh, that's nothing. Remember the time he stopped 9-11? And, and then he didn't. <laughs> There's actually a really good framework for Superman is, like, two kids... In a in a sand part or like a the um what the hell is that called? Where like you know you have like the tire and you fill it with sand and there's like the little playground? tractors. 
Yeah, but I feel like there's a specific thing for the sand part of the playground. There, I think there probably is. Um, this fucking beer is is kind of getting me drunk. It's great. I love that as a concept for just any kind of superhero, like whatever superhero you make up. And it's just two kids in a in a in a playground. They got their toys and they're banging them back and forth. And they're just like, I heard you did this. And then that's the story. But it's kind of stupid because it's kids telling it. I think you could do really fun stuff with that. It just kind of depends. It, it depends. Like it, You got to ask yourself when you're reading something like, what do you want out of it? Because going back to these Drizzt books, right? Like one of the things that bothers me is they're not about anything. Um, Sometimes they're surface level about stuff, but generally they're just, they kill the bad guys. The bad guys are usually orcs or giants or giant ass orcs. And there's no, there's no point to be here other than spectacle, but the spectacle is like mediocrely written. You could, you can do better elsewhere. So like, what, why are we here? Um, and I don't know. I don't know if other people think that when they go into, to watching a movie or reading a comic or a book or playing a game, you know, like, not everything has to like be specifically about something, but it's kind of nice when there's like a thesis to this to the media, and it's not just we're here because rule of cool. So I wonder if the reason, like you know, Superman's supposed to be this like Boy Scout optimist, and the world's gone to shit, and then you have that kind of back and forth. But also, I don't really want like nihilistic Superman. I mean, maybe I do, but I, I don't know if I'd want it for more than like a one shot. It's just it's it's actually challenging. Like I'm I'm sorry for the quiet, but I'm actually like just hard thinking for a minute. Like, wait, where do you even begin? I think Superman, in a lot of ways, like Batman, has like overextended, and it's like it's been done. So I'm kind of in a point where I almost just want to see more of the same that I already like because I don't know if there's new stories to actually tell that are of value. Yeah, it, it's. I remember when um, the last last like Superman thing I ra- read, I didn't finish it, but it was like the son of Superman, because uh, his kid was gonna take over the mantle. Because Superman had to go to War World to fight things, and at War World there's stuff that's stronger than Superman, so it's gonna be a really uphill battle. I don't know if I like that as a concept because it feels a little too Dragon Ball Z to me, but also Superman's really strong. I don't think trying to find more people stronger than him is an effective use of his character. That feels very lazy. And I, I haven't read any of the War World stuff. I don't know what that did or subverted or whatever. But just from a basic concept, I, I don't think trying to one-up Superman is how you effectively use him as a character. Like, it just... It doesn't seem like the thesis for him. The thesis for him is, you know, who is he as a person when he's not Superman is more interesting to me or he's got a bad a thousand because he's mostly trying to save the world from fucking total destruction and if he fucks up the world blows up or a lot of people could die and what's the uh you know the the mental toll for that and then he comes home and he's got his kid and his family and he's really happy like he gets to be the quintessential like middle class american who is just gets to enjoy the the fruits of his labor right and also saves the world but that's not as important to him because He's got his family. Like, there's wholesome things you can do. And I feel like him lecturing his kid about bad school grades is more interesting to me than him fighting a giant robot. 
And I don't know if I would have said that like 10 years ago, but that is what I want to see out of him now. I mentioned it earlier, but have you seen the Powerpuff Girls movie? Um, I want to say yes, like ages ago, if this is something that aired on Cartoon Network. I really like that movie. I don't know why. I feel like it got kind of um, underrated. I think it's a perfect superhero story for a movie. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's uh, it's the origin story, but it's oh, okay, like, yeah. um, it, it, like the whole movie is about how like they're weird and they just cause trouble because they're different, and in a way that's relatable because people feel outcast sometimes. But it's stuff like you know they're just playing, like they don't even realize their own strength, and then they'll demolish a building, and it's like, well, there's consequences to that. Like this stuff, like there's the consequences add up in that movie really fast. Okay. And it, there's also good character moments where it's like, um, it, basically they tore up the whole city and they ruined the school and they're just, they're in a lot of trouble. And the professor says, okay, it's really important that you never use your powers because you're going to hurt someone. And so they decide to never use their powers and they get dropped off at school and they have the worst day at school because it's like, you know, the building's like half condemned and the toilet doesn't work because it's missing and like, you know, everybody hates them. Um, they're waiting for the professor to pick him up, but he was arrested for being a mad scientist that made monsters that destroyed the city. And they don't know that. So they're just like waiting outside the school and they're like, well, should we like just fly home? And they like, well, no, we'll, we'll just walk. And so they're like depressed and walking through the city while it's raining because they're making a moral decision to not use their powers because their dad told them to. And it's this yeah. like character moment, you know, it's not just, Oh, isn't that sad? It's, it, it means more than one thing at the time. That that's an effective use of like every, everything you're talking about. Right. Con consequence is a big one. I think too, when it comes to superheroes, especially where they have larger than life abilities and personalities and, I know, I know that's kind of a funny thing that that, that gets joked about or, or did, where it's like, oh man, Superman killed the bad guy, but he you know blew up a building, that or, or, or structurally impaired a building. Maybe they got to tear it down and rebuild it, and that's going to cost his taxpayers some money. And then he's got to go fucking report on that story in his day job. That you know that to me is it's kind of funny, but also it's true. It's like when Dragon Ball Z when they're like, hey, we got to like take this fight away from the city. Part of it's, well, they don't want to draw the city getting fucked up because that's harder to draw than just rocks and, and, and you know, fields. But there is a moral reason to, hey, let's not fight around other people. Let's not destroy property. And I th wasn't that like a big point of contention with the one Henry Cavill movie is like he destroys like a huge <laughs> chunk of Metropolis and like people are like, well, wow, that's fucked up, right? In fact, one of the Lego sets was titled Destruction of Smallville. <laughs> oh, nice. It yeah, it was um, it was strange because I don't know if that was intentional or if it was just like spectacle for that movie. Because the thing is, in the context of that movie, no one seems to care, right? Like it's not like Superman's trying to minimize it and he can't. It's like wouldn't it be cool if he punched him so hard he flew through a building and like Dragon Ball Z rules. And I, it was like a big thing, like <laughs> critical uh, consensus was kind of the same of like what the hell. And it came up in the Batman versus Superman where they like 
they they showed the fight but from bruce wayne's point of view where he's like trying to save people that are running from these like buildings that are collapsing and how like scary it is that this like superman is flying through buildings and destroying a city and i almost feel like okay was this intentionally planted there with the sequel in mind or was this just the feedback and they're acknowledging it I guess I don't really care what the intent was. I do like that they acknowledged it. I do too. That's a fair way to put it. But I really didn't like that for Superman movie, so <laughs> I don't have a lot of faith in it. One of the things that strikes me right now is like, okay, so Superman, he's the strongest guy and he's a reporter. And like Lex Luthor is like a mad scientist strong guy, but he's also the head of a corporation, right? And they're like opposed both in superhero world and uh profession like the idea of like hey the you know journal a good journalist should be you know uh making sure and researching corporations hey are you you know doing anything you're not supposed to be and i kind of like that that fundamentally they're like always on opposite ends is there ever been like a good story where a superman is just a legitimate journalist or has that always been his cover you know it's funny i feel like Clark Kent is treated as a good journalist, but he's always one-upped by Lois. And oh, one of these days, Clark, you'll get the big story. You you got a good head on your shoulders, but you're always a day late and a dollar short. Yeah. And it's like, I feel, I don't know. <clears throat> in fact, actually, it comes up in Lois and Clark where, like, you know, there's a rivalry. Um, That's kind of the cute part is Lois loves Superman but Clark is like the new guy and she has to do better than him. You know what I mean? There are some comics about Lois Lane as a journalist. I remember enjoying, I enjoyed him until I didn't, I don't remember why I didn't like him. Cause it's definitely been a while, but I, I want to say when I was at the comics <laughs> podcast, like that was a top 10 for us for one year. I think, um, going back to our earlier conversation of poorly written women, uh, those old Lois Lane books are, off the rails insane oh no you you know those right i don't think i've read those no if you're talking like silver age stuff so yeah silver age lois lane um let me let me look up some choice ones and i'll I'll get your reaction here does she breast boobily um no oh that's good that's not a i mean maybe there's a couple but that's not the the shocking part okay um these these visuals if you just look up like old silver age comic book covers there's so many funny ones oh what the fuck is going on here describe it to the audience so lois lane okay so superman is is kind of in the background a bit and he's using his x-ray vision on lois lane now she's in the foreground she's wearing a really nice yellow dress and she looks like she's about to folding laundry she's getting she's putting it in a a suitcase maybe she's going on a trip she is wearing a square uh, lead mask that covers her whole head. And Superman is going, Lois, my x-ray vision can't see through your lead mask. What secret are you hiding from me? <laughs> it's not even a mask, though. It's like a cube with a little voice box hole in the front of it. Yeah, there's little slits for eyes. And so she looks like a sad, O-faced cube. And she says, I'm ashamed to tell anyone, not even you, Superman. And now goodbye, Sob. I'm leaving Metropolis for good. And it's uh, Lois Lane featuring the shocking secret of Lois Lane. And I want to know what that secret is. I, I, I honestly, the, you, you also curious. missed the title of the book. 
Oh, the full title is Superman's Girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I I loved you a softball. I want you to see the interesting ones. You think Superman's into weird porn? Yes. Good. Okay, so here's Superman's Girlfriend. I I, I do want to interject on that point. At one point, Superman does go back in time to planet Krypton just to live a normal Kryptonian life, and he dates his own mom. Oh God! Okay, Hell, uh, you know what? We're good for you, Superman. <laughs> Anyways, Superman's girlfriend Lois Lane, number one hundred six. There's a hundred and six of these. Jesus! Oh, I- I've actually seen this one before. So, so he's putting Lois Lane in some kind of like sarcophagus, and he goes, "Are you sure you want to go through with this, Lois?" And she goes, "Yes, Superman. Close the body mold and switch the power." And he does. And then she comes out as a black woman. And it's important that I live the next 24 hours as a black woman. Exclamation point. Oh, here's Lois as a centaur. This is number 92. Great, great Krypton. A magic spell has turned Lois into a centaur. She'll never be human again. And, and honestly, Superman, I don't know why you look that upset. Like, you could have sex with a centaur now. I... <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, like, that's new and exciting. Free upgrade. Uh, we got looks like uh, some devils in this one. This is um, number one hundred three. Um, it looks like uh, it looks like Satan or Lucifer and Lois are about to get wed. He's putting a ring on her finger, and there's another another devil look, who looks like he's going to read from a scroll and not the Bible. How dare you, Satan! And uh, Superman is thinking, shades of Satan. Lois is turned into a demon, and look whom she's marrying. (laughs) And Hades is going, and by the infernal powers of Hades, I take you, Lois, as my wife. I I would read this one as well. This looks funny. Okay, last one before the bit's too old. Okay. I'm having fun, though. Oh, this one's uh, lower resolution. Let me see. Can I make this bigger? Maybe not. Okay. Well, Lois is, is dressed... I want to. I want to say she she looks like a Native American a little bit. She's she's got like a backpack, and there is a a kid on the backpack. And uh, let's see what what are the text? Lois, you must give up that Indian. I can't read that word, but also I don't know if I want to. Now <laughs> for your own safety. Never. He's my baby. Oh well, there you go. This is number one ten. This was in May. Yeah, these Lois Lane books, um, it's a lot like the Jimmy Olsen books. It was like, we just need a cover that will get someone tempted to buy the book. It doesn't matter if the story inside is like even real or not. <laughs> just, we got to sell paper. Are you telling me that some of these aren't actually about what's on the cover? I Well, I think they are, but there might be like overly dramatized for like a single frame of cool action. If I go to the cursed website with comic books and type in Superman's girlfriend, are these going to come up? No. I'm sure there's a way to find them. What if I type in Lois Lane? Here we go. Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. There's 137 of these, but all of them are here. Well, what's the centaur one? I want to read this one. 
Hell yeah, I found it. There's 36 goddamn pages, baby. I'm going to send you this. Uh, where is the chat room? There it is. I would always recommend anybody, if you're going to go to readcomicsonline.li, have a really good ad blocker and no script running because this site is not uh, the safest website in the world. <laughs> well, we're at 57 minutes. I don't know if we wrote the next hit Superman or not, but we did have fun. Yeah, I think what I learned about myself is that I'm not prepared or capable of writing the next big Superman story that revitalizes the brand. What I forgot about these old Superman comics is there is a lot of text on every page and it's upsetting. And then what I remember about the new Superman comics is there's a lot of text on every page and it's upsetting. And comic book writers, you guys need to shut the fuck up and let the art do the talking. I think it would be fun, though, to maybe revisit the topic of Superman soon. Um, not necessarily from, like, how to write it kind of way. But maybe we should do, like, a watch-along of Lois and Clark. I'm down for that. If if there's, like, a easily accessible YouTube version, I'll uh, I'll do some research. But before that, how about a glad space? Anything you're glad about? Uh, before that... If I were going to write Aquaman, I would put him on Arrakis, and they'd be like, ha you bitch. And then that would be my Aquaman story. That's a good story. It had a beginning. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a glad space. I have a, a kind of a fun one, actually. I, uh, at work, I, I have a, a camera for documenting equipment uh, when shit breaks, you know, take pictures, send it to tech support. That camera stopped working. Uh, it it broke in that I can't get a memory card in there. Like something where the, the memory slot is doesn't work anymore. So I needed to get a new camera. And I was like, hey, boss, I need a new one. Can I, you know, can I buy something like decent? And he's like, yeah, I don't care. So I bought a DSLR, which we probably don't need for what we're doing. But I wanted one because they're cool. And so that came in today and I was playing around with this camera and I've never had a camera like this fucking nice before. And it has like a big lens on it. And I was just taking pictures. So I, I took a picture of my, uh, the thermos I use at work for just for water. And the color grading's weird because my office isn't that blue. I just sent it to you on Discord. But I was really kind of happy with how this picture turned out because it's so fucking crisp. Uh, like I've never used a camera this nice. And it's like, this isn't even an expensive DSLR. It's like one of the cheapest you can get. It's uh, just like the entry level Canon. It's like, I got it for 420 bucks. Well, yeah, my, my company nice. bought it for $420. I did not buy it. Um, but I had a lot of fun, like, dicking around with this for an hour today. Like, I, this is like, I, I, I spent an hour, you know, watching YouTube tutorials, trying to set this up, taking some pictures, and had a good time. And I'm excited to get better with it, because I will probably end up just buying one for me at some point. Yeah, and, you know, you want a camera like this if you want to, like, uh photograph your miniatures because you want to be able to get things at scale yeah and you kind of like if you have a decent camera or like an okay camera you don't realize how uh, limited the resolution really is until you want to photograph something very small <laughs> you go wait a minute i can't see it yeah i just remember when i was writing my last book where it's like someone learns how to be a photographer and doing a lot of research on cameras and be like, God, this sounds fucking fun. I kind of want one of these. 
And so that was like, okay, I remember doing that. I want, I want to play with one of these. The marketing team is really excited that we have a decent camera in the house too, just because they'll get some use out of it. So it's not like I'm being totally selfish here, but. No, that's the thing is like, this could actually be important for a business expense. I don't know that it is uh, overkill. Yeah. Well, you know what we have to do though? Uh, You need to get in the habit of taking as many pictures in VR chat as I do. Oh, just to kind of get used to the idea or. Yeah, just just practice. Um, not not just the idea of taking pictures, but just practicing. Com- like, how would you compose this shot? Like every time you see something new that you haven't taken a picture of before, you know, like how you know, look at this building. It's so wide, but I want a picture of my friend standing in front of the cafe. So how do I capture the feeling of the cafe and clearly have my friend there? And it's like you don't realize how challenging it is just because the building is wider than the last building you looked at. That is true. Yeah, like I I don't really know. I know a couple of things about photography, but I don't I don't know the practicality of taking a camera and actually shooting the shot, right? Like I was tickled pink with this to be like, "Oh, if I if I adjust the focus, I can blur the background intentionally and that looks cool." versus having to do that in post cuz I had no idea how to do it with a camera. That yeah. was fun. Um but like taking a picture of something and making it look artsy. I watched one video on YouTube and he was talking about like adding texture to the picture. So like he's got like this wooden box that he flips upside down and he puts stuff on when he wants to do something rustic and he'll add like, you know, a little bit of dirt or coffee grounds or, you know, something he's like, you should add texture to your picture. And he's like, if I took a picture of this mug and I added like, you know, maybe a little bit of like paper or, or a string or something just in the background and blurred it out a bit. It just, it, it makes things look interesting um, without being distracting because it looks like yeah. it's maybe supposed to be there. And it's like, oh, that's a really neat idea. Just like properly staging a picture. I've never done that before. Yeah, it's fun to do. And honestly, um, like I bought a camera that's definitely like a more expensive camera than I need. Or it's a phone. But I, what I was paying for was the camera features of the phone. You know what I mean? Sure. And just the ability to whip it out of my pocket and snap a nice shot and put it back in my pocket. Like I've like changed how family events go because now it's like I capture what Thanksgiving felt like instead of, you know, the one staged photo where my dad spent 15 minutes trying to get the tripod to work. Sure. So it's a fun thing to practice. Thank you, VR chat. Yeah. Thank you, VR chat and company I work for money yeah that too what about you cameron what you what you glad about this week it's rough um i want to say was it last week or the week before i said dwarf fortress uh yes it was last week because i kind of want to just say that again like (laughs) i fell into a hole just uh playing that it's one of those uh simulation games where you know i'll look at the clock and go wow i'm an hour past my bedtime so one more hour won't hurt. I mean, it, you know, it's nice when you have a game that you want to keep going back to, especially over the course of a couple of weeks. Like, I, I definitely get that. I I wish I had, like, an interesting story to tell. I've just been doing really basic stuff. Um, I got a mod where you can play as any of the races, not just Dwarf. So it's like, well, I wonder what playing like a goblin is like. 
and I, I picked the spot and I'm ha- <laughs> I've just been having trouble getting the city up and running because it's like I can't find enough stone for building materials. It's like the hill that they're camped on is apparently all sand and I didn't realize that. Oh no. So I haven't like gotten super deep into it because I can't like expand too far yet. Um, I was playing just a normal dwarf run and uh, it was kind of going like normal. Like the funny things haven't started happening yet. So it's just, it's a, it's a deep complicated uh, simulation in a way that I wish the Sims was or even Sim city. I don't know why they don't make more games like this. Probably because I imagine there's not much of a market, but then like SimCity does well. Yeah, I I don't know. Well, and like Dwarf Fortress is free, and it's like the number of people eager to start throwing money at this man. So I don't I know. know. When That's I was my story. Of, when I was playing a lot of Orcs Must Die, like that 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 was like I I wanted that wanted to be my glad space for like multiple weeks in a row because I was having so much yes. fun with it. So like I definitely get it, right? You're, it's nice to be enthused about a thing. Yeah, and that's all I guess. Well, I think uh, I think this was a pretty fun episode. It was. I like Superman, um, but I kind of I guess I I just go back to uh, the highlights I enjoy and focus on those. I like six percent <laughs> beer. Yeah, I like beer too. And uh, oh, I guess I want to wish everyone a happy Christmas. I'm not sure. Um, you guys might not hear the next episode before Christmas time. It's weird how fast December goes once it starts going. Yeah. I'm excited for next week. Um, on the 23rd, uh, a friend of mine who I haven't seen in, in quite a while now is coming back to visit with his family and we're going to hang out for like the whole day and probably get day drunk and eat chicken wings and it's going to be a good time. Yeah, sounds like a good time. But I don't have any more closing remarks unless you do. I do not. Well, then there we go. Good night, everybody. Night, everybody. Or good morning. I can't remember. I don't know when people listen to this.